Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. Anish, see what I did there. Um, Look, the days are getting longer and you may have that springtime feeling of wanting to make a fresh start. It's that time of year where it's a great time to clean and declutter your home. But there's another important area of your life that deserves special attention and that is your finances. Oh, McGee, personal finance expert, is here to help you get started with some top tips on how you help spring clean your finances. You can uh, email us in today, cb.rt.ie, if you have any questions for Owen. Owen, um, you have been getting helping to get people involved in a spring cleaning of your finances. Why is this uh, time of year a good one to get your finances in spick and span? Well, one of the things, like if you're kind of going on a fitness journey or you're changing your life or you're doing lots of things like that, January 1st can be the thing, the time to do it. But the last thing you want in January is to be analysing how much you spent over Christmas. So February is a better time to do that, right? And it's a better time because you're kind of getting stuck into the new year. The year has started off and you're going, okay, the stuff that just started on the 1st of January that fell away by the 7th or 8th of January that you're not doing anymore, you, you've kind of pushed that out of the way and you're saying, okay, let's actually take this on. And people react really well to this this challenge. So any of the challenges that I put out... Yeah, I'm, the I'm last time I spoke to you, I did print off the bank statements, but... <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't do the next Maybe bit. Maybe I needed to, to do the next <laughs> bit. But, but for some people, um, that idea of actually just printing them off is really, really just intimidating to sit down and look at your spend. Yeah, and I, it's one of those things, you know what? It can be daunting. It can be upsetting sometimes when you look at it and you say, oh, look at all that money I spent and what do I have to show for it? It's often a feeling that people will describe afterwards. But it can also be really empowering, right? Where all of a sudden you are controlling your finances, your finances aren't controlling you. And when you just take the bull by the horns and say, you know what, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it in a short, sharp stint. I'm going to allocate no more than 10 or 15 minutes on tackling one thing to do with my finances. And that's the whole point of this Spring Clean Challenge is to tackle one thing to do with my finances once a week that you kind of go, okay, I'm going to do this now. I've got it going. I feel good about it afterwards. I didn't want to do it beforehand. I've done it now. I feel good about it afterwards. And now I'll, I'll be happy to jump in next week. But when you sit down and you go through your uh, bank statement, um, sometimes we sometimes we confuse in life what our wants and our needs are. So do we go about sort of addressing that when you when you open finally and print off the bank statement? Yeah, and I would I I've done some work with schools, in fact, where we've kind of identified the difference between wants and needs, and it's our basic, it's a really basic lesson we need to teach ourselves. And we probably are very good at when we're six and seven and eight years of age. But when we get to 60 and 70 years of age, I think it's kind of waned off. But you do. It's about that kind of there's always opportunity to clean your finances up, to spring clean your finances. But as what I'm calling it at the moment, right, there's always that opportunity. But it's about taking those opportunities. It's about the next time you walk into a shop and you pick something up and ask yourself if you want to use those that wording, is this a want or is this a need? Is this something that I absolutely need? And if it is something that you want, is it going to add value to your life, right? So you might, it might be a need. You might need to have it, but you want to have might it. might need those shoes. Yeah, you might, you might need them. those shoes, but you want those shoes. And then there's little tricks you can help yourself out with when it comes to when trying to really identify wants that are adding value to your life. Because like one of the things we can do is we can buy a whole pile of wants and then realise, actually, that was no use to me. Whereas if you give things like, I'd, I love the 72-hour rule, and it's one of those things that people really What's love that? to hear. So when you want something, put it back. 72 hours later, if you still want it, it was probably something you should have bought for yourself in the first place. 
But what happens over that 72 hour period is oftentimes you're going to go, I'm not really interested in that anymore. And people will always come back to me and say, oh, after 24 hours, I found something else that was much better for what I was trying to achieve. Or I forgot. And 96 hours later on, what do I do now? You start to 72 hours again, because if you really wanted it, you would have remembered after 72 hours. So you're trying to sort of break the um, circuit. One of the things I think is interesting when you do these exercises is the extent to which you realise you're not aware of what you have been spending things on. So particularly during the pandemic, um, when your subscriptions went through the roof because, you know, you were at home or you were tackling into them and and looking at those. And is that the kind of, is this a want or a need or? Yeah, that was the, that was the, the, the step that we did last week, which was looking at your your subscriptions in particular. We have, there's a, there's a, we have a tendency to allow these things just creep into our lives, right? And particularly during lockdown. Here's my challenge to you right now. If you're listening to this right now, if you haven't opened the fitness app that you downloaded in lockdown to, lock if you haven't opened it in the last six months, you're not going to open it in the next six months. Stop. Get rid of it. Unsubscribe. Then you sometimes have, and actually Claire challenged me in this, like when it comes to Netflix or, or yeah, Disney you- Plus or any of these streaming services, you say, oh, just if you haven't used it, just get rid of it. Right. And Claire said to me the last when we were talking about this before, she says, but well, what if they drop something really good next week? And then you have to. Yeah. yeah and you have to. You have to go, fear you know missing what? out. These companies are make it really easy to sign up, like really easy to sign up. And if you have FOMO next week and something does drop that you actually want, well, then sign up again. And, and also a, an incredible ability to roll over yes. your subscription. So sometimes you perhaps don't e- even um, realise. Do you know what um, the bonus is actually? Or like one of the things you can do with, particularly with some of the streaming services, I won't mention my name, but you can go from five, five devices can log in at the same time hmm. and you can pay significantly less if only two devices can log in. And one of the added bonuses to that is when you re- down to, go down to two, you very quickly realise your ex is still using your Netflix. Right? So there is a bonus to it. And you're so, not going to pay for that. You're not paying for that. Change your password while you're at it. I know they're doing Netflix are doing their own thing to cut that down. But what I would say is, is it's a nice little bonus when you're sitting there and you realise they and, can't And how much realistically in. can you kind of save if you start looking at those wants and needs and sort of cutting back on things, whether it's subscriptions or... And, and this is that's a really good point because sometimes we go, oh, is it worth the effort, right? And what I would say is, is if you save a fiver a month, right, on one of your subscription services that you haven't used. And people go, it's five or it's an awful lot, I'll get to it. You wouldn't walk by five euros in the street. Like if there was five euros on the ground, you wouldn't just step over it and keep going, right? This is a really easy way. And as I said already, lifestyle creep kicks in. We keep buying stuff. We keep adding to what we own and we keep buying just every so often clear it out go clear through out your bank statements stuff. and just clear the stuff out that you're not using if you find your message you can get it back into your life again one of the things people also might be reviewing is their pensions and their saving contributions and that can be very very daunting as well um how do you review if you let's see sort of the bank statement out first how do you then go to those more substantive things in terms of are you on track or or what's your goals you know yeah, well, the the way we're approaching the challenge, because it can be quite technical around, mm. am I on track with my pension? Do I? And that's one of the questions I get asked all the time. Um, I'm 32 years mm. of age. Do I have enough in my pension? Like, that's how oh. long is a piece of string, right? You'll it really is. Yeah. <laughs> and um, actually, someone asked me the other day, um, I'm 32, is it too late to start my pension? And I was like, ah, hold on, hold on a minute now. Wait, really, if you think about it, if if uh, they, their, their wording was, am I too late to the party? And my reply was, if a party starts 
at 8pm, which is 20 years of age. And it's going to go on till 4am, which is 100 years of age. It's You're 32, it's just after 9 o'clock. Do you think it's too late to go to the party, right? So it's never too late to start pension, never too, too early to start it either. But when it, what we're going to focus on, and actually that's what we're doing this evening, because when we, when we drop the video this evening um, on social media, when it comes to pensions and long-term savings, there's two things I want people to concentrate on. It's allocation rates. Now, people go, what's that? So there's two ways pension and long-term savings companies charge you. They charge you with an allocation rate and they charge you with an annual management fee. Annual management fee is very straightforward. It's 1.5% of whatever's in the pot. And they take that out gradually throughout the year. Allocation rate is something that sometimes confuses people because the way the companies describe it is they say, we're going to give you 95% allocation. Now, 95% sounds like a good mark in an exam, right? But actually what that means is they're going to take 5% off every contribution you take. Because if you've got 100% allocation, there's no entry costs. 95 or 97 means there's 3 or 5%. And what I want people to do is don't worry about anything else when it comes to the sprinkling challenge. Just go and look at your long-term savings contracts, your investment contracts, and look at your pension contracts, whether that's the AVC in work, yeah. your PRSA, your pension, and find out what your allocation rate is. And if your allocation rate isn't 100% and your annual management far- charges aren't in and around one and a half, you need to take action. And the looking at things like, um, you know, savings, even, you know, a lot of the apps are very, very good at telling you, oh, here's your budget. You didn't reach or you overreached it. Um, how do you assess, OK, am I dipping in? Is there a surplus? How do you manage that? Because obviously that is it accumulates. It goes, it, it, it adds up over time. Yeah, sorry, it does add up over time. And actually, you, I'm just going to jump back to give you an idea of how much it adds over time. €100 Euros a month going into a long term savings or a pension contract. At 95% allocation versus 100% allocation. If you can go from 95% allocation on 100 euros a month to 100% allocation, you're going to spend, a 35-year-old is going to spend about 7,000 euros less in fees. Okay? Now, if you're putting 1,000 euros a month, that's 70,000 euros. And the same goes for every little thing. One of the things that people, again, when it comes to your finances, doing the right things regularly, repeatedly over long periods of time have a massive difference to what your long-term finances look like. We've spoken before about the need to constantly review your bills and insurance fees and obviously particularly after the cost of living crisis, that is something that people are more acutely aware of? Yeah, and people are a bit, because everybody at the moment, it, don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what level of society you're at, what level of income you're at, everyone's feeling it. So looking at the things that have, you've just continuously, as you said at the start, rolled over. Oh, there's the home insurance, I'm just going to roll it over again with the same company. There's the car insurance, I'm going to roll it over again. You need to allow yourself time when these things are coming up for renewal to check them and double check them. Get on to, when it comes to your bills, your, I'm talking about your gas and electricity, C or U it's the, the regulations utility um, commission regulations utility C or U.E. will have a list of the companies that are authorised to switch you from one gas or electricity provider to another and there's usually three of them up there go in pick one of them they're competing and, and they're getting better at making that stuff more transparent and more you know e- easy to use because previously it was sort of quite difficult to well, work your way through the maze if you think about the particularly the utilities ones like there's three companies out there the last time I checked they're in competition with each other to make it as easy as possible for you to switch from one provider to another. Talk to me about, um, you don't look like a monk, I don't think you live like a monk, but um, people will say, well, look, we still have to live as well. They're going to have weddings, they're going to have holidays, things like that. How do you um, factor that in so that you're not then being hit with a deficit when you when you go to do just the, you know, the things that we do in life? 
life happens. And, and one of the things is the more financially prepared we are for life happening, the better. Now, we can have life good things and life bad things. You can have, have well, maybe this is a good or a bad thing. You can get an, an invite to a wedding and that can be a good or a bad thing depending on who it is. Right? What kind of wedding do you go money. to? <laughs> it's going to cost you money. It's right? a bad thing. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you haven't seen them in 10 years and it's just a cost, right? But then you can have like the boiler breaks down, right? And these things can come at a surprise. Your biggest protection to that first off is your buffer. And you should have, and people sometimes get shocked with this, about three months take home pay sitting in your buffer. Okay. So at that, any one time. At any one time. And the thing is, is when you get hit with a surprise, you make sure that the first thing you do, if you have to dip into your buffer, you dip into the buffer at the times where you would have usually dipped into your credit card. You dip into your buffer to, to take that money out. But you have to make that priority, financial priority number one, to get the buffer back up to where it should be. Okay. But once you have the buffer, every time you dip into it, you create an idea in your head. Okay, I forgot to allow for the fact that the kids go back to school every August or I forgot for the, to allow for the fact that Christmas happens every year. And when you dip into your buffer to cover it, you then need to make sure that next year when that event comes around again, that you're prepared for it. So, for example, if your holiday in July costs you a thousand euros and we're five months away from July at the moment, you need to put 200 euros aside from now till next July. Yes. Okay, so that you have the thousand euros there. And when you dip into your buffer for things, you need to say, okay, when's that going to happen again? What's the likelihood of it happening again? And for particularly for regular annual things, and you need to start dividing up your finances to make sure when it happens again, you've got a pot there that you dip into for my house. So you insurance. constantly need to top up or maintain yeah. that, yeah. maintain that buffer um, going ahead. So look, obviously you're looking to, that's obviously goal setting. Mm. Yeah, for, for, for your year. Um, do, do you find on the, the apps, the saving vaults, the wallets, the ability to do that, do you find them that, that it is helping, particularly younger generations in managing their finances? Yeah, I think it does. Like, if people aren't familiar with them, like a lot of the fintech banks and then still some of the, the traditional banks here as well have what are called spaces or wallets or vaults. vaults yeah. And basically what they are is, is your current account has a whole pile of subfolders in it. And the nice thing about the subfolder is, is you can name a subfolder one of your vaults your space or your wallet you can name that my holiday in July and you can start putting your 200 a month aside for the next five months and one of the things that happens then is on a Thursday night you want to go out and let loose a little bit and you have no money you're less likely to dip into my holiday in July fund than you are just to dip into your current account yeah but they make it too easy for you to do that a couple of texts um, oh gosh Owen is it too late to start a pension at age 54 no it's never too late we would often do pensions for people just before they retire okay any tips uh, yeah I need <laughs> one listener is I need about two hours to come to the realisation that I don't really need something I make myself go shopping with no money or a card and if I want I'll come back later um, with the money. Another just on pension says, I'm 42, I've no pension. I'm scared I can't afford one, but no, I need to start one. There is no pension scheme in my current job. Um, what should I do? One of the things you need to be aware of is having any pension is better than having none. And we all ask, we all can give out about how much tax we have to pay on our on our income and we look at our pay slip and we see how much tax comes out. If you want to pay more tax this year than you need to, don't put any money into your pension. If you want to pay less tax than you need to, put some money into your pension. Sometimes when it comes to pensions, we get caught up in the idea of what it's going to do for us in retirement. Think about what it's going to do for today. It's going to reduce your tax bill this year. Okay, that's, that's a good other way to look at it. Another says, any tips for green investment products, please? Yeah, so one of the things I never do is, and people often ask me on Instagram in particular, oh, and what do you think of this particular product or this fund? Green is something that has changed dramatically in the last 10 years. Mm. ESG, socially responsible investing. And basically what it's doing is, is it's, I think money will drive 
improvement and change and companies who are trying to get people to buy the shares in their company have become much more aware it's of it. It's not just ticking the box. It's not just ticking the box. And um, One of the things you can do is you can now and we're starting to get much more data. Traditionally people would like 10 years ago people would come to me and say I want to invest in a socially responsible way. I accept I might get less growth but it's the right thing to do. That's very much started to shift. Well Matt your spring clean your finances challenge has started it but like pensions you can start at any time uh, including this evening. Um, um, where if listeners do want to get involved, um, Owen, how can they do that? One of the things I'd say is Instagram, they're across most all the social platforms, but Instagram is the one where people will engage most. And one of the things people get a lot from on this is getting to see what other people, people comments down, they say, oh, I did this and this, I worked it. And that's a real driver for everybody else to get involved. So Instagram, Owen underscore McGee. Owen's army of little people who are spring cleaning their finances. Owen McGee, thank you for joining us. We will take a very quick break. Text 51551 Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.